Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Nighttime was strange for Lynn. Now that Micah and Kaelin were sharing a bed, he felt better about leaving Kaelin at night, which meant he could get back to what he had been doing before Kaelin arrived. Research. It towed the line between a job and a hobby. He enjoyed doing it for a start. He craved learning, growing his knowledge. It never even mattered if he had a goal when he was younger. It was just fun anyway. But this time? This time he had a goal. A goal that he had had for a few decades at least. One that he had been chipping away at, exploring as many avenues as he could. It was a long journey with many dead ends and complete turnarounds, and a journey that he still couldn't really see the end of. But despite all that, he knew this was where he thrived. He was in all honesty, useless at almost everything else. He couldn't cast magic. He didn't have the strength or the dexterity to fight. He supposed that he could talk to people pretty well, get them to come around to his side, but he found that too often it was impossible when they already had their minds set on something else entirely. But when he was on his own, with his books, that was truly his element. Although, today, today it was boring. He was poring over old research, books he knew he had read hundreds of times before, searching for something he had missed. It had been his project for almost a year now, trying to find out where he went wrong. He was certain that he had followed everything to the letter, not that there had been much precedent, if he had been honest, there had been no precedent at all. The entire thing had been him stitching together different ideas and trying to make something that worked. It hadn't. The library was a mess. He would have to get it cleaned up before anyone woke up in the morning, but right now the whole floor was littered with books, scrolls, and his own handwritten notes. He was lying on the sofa, more papers strewn across his own stomach as he reviewed them. Everything had been perfect. Everything had happened perfectly. There was zero reason for him to have failed. But then why was he here? A failure at the one thing he had ever been good at, desperately trying to pull threads of information together into something that made some shred of sense. The first inkling he had that something was wrong was when his ears twitched. Alvin ears were sensitive to a lot of things, and sometimes they detected things too quiet for him to hear. But as soon as that one ear twitched, just the once, he knew something was wrong. He knew it was important for him to keep his cool. Whatever it was probably didn't know he had spotted them at all. If it even was something, he 
trusted his ears, but he knew he was overtired on top of being generally on edge. Still, he strained his ears, trying to pick up some sort of a sound. Could it be Micah or Kalen? Probably not Micah, he wasn't that quiet, but Kalen? Maybe. But that led to the question of why would he be doing it? Maybe he was just looking for Lynn, but that didn't mean he would be sneaking around. And surely his instincts wouldn't pick up on him as a threat. He should call Kaelin. There wasn't much that he could do on his own, that was for sure, but calling Kaelin would do nothing but alert the person who was sneaking up on him. Although, the other side of that argument was what could he do on his own even if he did have the element of surprise. It was something that he needed to... He realised too late that he had, well, left it too late. There was a sharp tug to his hair, jerking his head back over the arm of the sofa. The grunt that came out of him was nothing but instinctual, and even before it had fully escaped his mouth, he knew that it wasn't loud enough. There was no way it would wake either Kaelin nor Micah. He took a breath, fully intending to shout louder, but before he could, there was a calloused hand over his mouth. He grunted a few times, trying to get some noise out, but it wouldn't come. He looked up at his attacker, but he didn't learn much. They had a mask across the lower half of their face and some sort of glass contraption across their eyes. The curious part of Lynn wondered exactly what it was, even with his vision in the dark, he couldn't quite see through it enough to see their eyes. A hood around their head stopped him from being able to see their hair or their ears, so it was almost impossible for him to guess at their race. They looked humanoid, at least, and he could see small glimpses of Caucasian skin showing through the black fabric that was trying to cover it. Lynn looked up with defiant eyes, staring up at them. He had been told many times not to panic in these situations. If he panicked, then he wouldn't be able to think rationally, and thinking rationally could be the difference between life and death right now. He had also been told to learn how to cooperate and not be a dick. He was worse at taking that advice. The person above him had a fist full of his hair, which stopped him from moving his head too much. It annoyed him a lot more than it probably should. He had always seen his hair as being important, somehow sacred. He hadn't cut it since he could remember. It seemed too blasphemous. And now to have this stranger touching it? He didn't have much longer to contemplate it, as his attacker decided to switch tactics, twisting Lynn's hair around their hand as they walked around the sofa and crouched down to get in his face. Lynn kept his face resolute as he stared back, setting his jaw and showing that he wasn't going to panic. Mr. Chasso, I have some questions for you. It was a masculine voice, speaking in the common tongue, which didn't really help him discern who this could be. He certainly didn't recognise the voice, and it was a local accent. This person could be literally anyone. Lynn didn't answer. He didn't need to. His attacker wasn't going to care if he spoke back or not, and he would much rather make this more difficult for them. It was a second later that he felt the cold metal of a blade against his throat the edge biting into his skin. It wasn't the first time he had felt it, and he knew that it wouldn't be the last. 
It was the price you paid for the life he lived. I need you to tell me about your family. What really happened to them? Lin's ears threatened to pin back, but he refused to let them. He refused to show fear. My family were murdered at the hands of a maniac nearly nine months ago. All of the information that I know about it has been made public. You'll learn nothing from me that you couldn't have learnt from reading a newspaper. I'm sorry to tell you, but you've wasted your time. If the man was mad at his response, then he didn't show it. It appeared he had been expecting some sort of resistance from Lynn, which was actually worrying. Usually people would expect Lynn to break down as soon as he was under any sort of pressure. The fact that this guy wasn't led him to believe that maybe he knew more about Lynn than he ever wanted to let on. We both know that's not true. I have it on good authority. Something else went down that night. I represent a group of people with, let's say, a vested interest in finding out the truth. And that? That was something that concerned Lynn no end. Sure, there were plenty of people who Lynn had pissed off in his life, and plenty of people who really wanted to know what had happened the night his family died. But the fact that some of them seemed to have grouped together in order to collectively attack him? That was worrying. Everyone up to this point had tried to fight him as a one-off, and that he could deal with. But they had never decided to organise themselves before. He had to be careful. His normal routine of turning into a blubbling mess as soon as his family was mentioned might not work here. Someone came into the house. They dragged us all into the basement and performed some sort of a ritual on us. Look around you. I've been researching, trying to figure out just what they did, but I haven't put it all together yet. If you have all these people working on taking me down, how about you set them on trying to figure that out instead? He couldn't see if his attacker reacted at all. That was a problem when someone covered their face. It removed any chance of Lin being able to work out what they were feeling. The hand tightened at his hair, though, and that told him everything he wanted to know. You can't lie to me. I'm not like all the other people that have come before. I know what you're like. I know that you're lying through your teeth more often than not. You can't fool us with your pathetic little show. We know you're more dangerous than you ever let on. Lynn paused, staring up at them through narrowed eyes. It was a second later that he started to laugh, and it wasn't even a little fake. I'm sorry, but you're going to have to have a conversation with your sources. Look at me. I'm functionally useless. How would I get four powerful wizards down to the basement, tie them up, tattoo their skin, and then cast God's know what spells on them? I can't even cast spells. There was no way I could have done that. There was an annoyed huff, and Lin knew that he was getting under his attacker's skin. Good. This way, hopefully, he would get sloppy, and if he did, then maybe he would be able to contact Kaelin or Micah. That's another thing that has been bugging us, they finally said, and Lin could tell they were beginning to lose their call. Your brother had been away for decades. No one had seen him around town on the days preceding the murder, and yet... There he was. Lynn went to speak, but a sharp tug to his hair turned it into a groan of pain instead. In addition to that, 
I have it on very good authority that his body is missing. So, how do you explain that away? Lynn paused for a moment, not really knowing what to say. He wanted to cry, not even fake crying to make him look more pathetic, real, genuine tears that threatened to spill from his eyes and fall down his cheeks. He would, he really would look pathetic. But he didn't know. Half of it, anyway. There wasn't a reason for Roe to be there. He shouldn't have been there. He should have been on the other side of the country with the army, doing whatever he did in times of peace. Working as a mercenary? Lynn didn't even know. All he knew was that he hadn't seen him in two decades, and then the next time he saw him was the day that he died. If only he had stayed out east, then he would still be alive and Lynn wouldn't be alone. What's wrong, Mr. Chasso? His attacker teased, the dagger at his throat digging slightly deeper. Cat got your tongue? Lynn's mind was blank. He didn't know what to say. He wasn't a brother. He was a sibling. He didn't... He didn't like gendered words. Lynn finally said, eyes dropping from contact and staring into space. He needed to pull himself together if he was going to live through this, but... It was just too damn hard. This person seemed to have hit every single one of his buttons in one fell swoop. It was most probably a mistake, but that didn't help the feeling that was currently balled up in his chest. His attacker paused as if they were thinking exactly how to deal with this new information. In the end, it seemed like they decided against even acknowledging it, and Lynn didn't know whether that was better or worse. That still doesn't answer my question. Why was he here? That should be an easy enough answer for you, shouldn't it? He mocked, hand tightening in Lynn's hair until each strand was pulling painfully at his scalp. He didn't want to lose his hair like this, but now it was starting to get close to the point where he felt it was about to be torn out. I... I don't know. Lynn finally sobbed out, every word he said pushing the skin of his throat further into the dagger. I'm sorry. I don't know why he was here. Seems like I've hit a sore spot, doesn't it? His attacker responded, and Lynn could hear in their voice that they were grinning. You thought you were all high and mighty until I mentioned him. I think I found your weakness. Wonder what will happen if the word gets out about this, if people start knowing the one name that will bring you to your knees. Lynn set his jaw firm again. They had taken it too far. What had started as targeted attacks on his vulnerabilities had turned into far too much childish mocking for it to really hurt him. He tried to ignore the lingering pain that was still there, push it down for now. Maybe later he would think of it again if he even managed to survive. You make it sound like I have any idea why my sibling did anything. Lynn finally spat back, sadness turning to anger in the way that it usually did. You seem like you knew him so well. You should know he was an agent of chaos. He did whatever the fuck he wanted. I don't know why he came back. No one does, and now he's gone. You are barking up an impressively wrong tree. 
The attacker must have known that they had pushed it too much. They took a longer pause before speaking now, obviously trying to come up with something to throw Lynn off again. But Lynn? Lynn was prepared. He wasn't going to let this happen again. His barriers had been well and truly erected now, and it would take an awful lot more to break them back down. You're not off the hook yet, his attacker finally growled. I know that you know a lot more than you let on. We're not stupid. We know you've been lying to us, that you've been lying to the world. You know so much. His hair was yanked forward suddenly and Lynn was forced to sit up. The point of the dagger broke his skin and he felt blood start to trickle down his neck, but that wasn't at the forefront of his brain right now. He was being dragged to his feet and it was awkward seeing as he was almost a foot taller than his attacker. He had to bend over at an obscure angle in order to keep his head low enough that the other man's could maintain its grip in his hair. If you're not going to talk, then I guess I'm just going to have to force it out of you. It came out as a growl this time, and Lynn knew that he had really pissed off this person. That didn't matter. He had put up with plenty of torture in the past. This wouldn't be the first time he had been questioned by less than legal means. He had held up before. He had survived. And he would do it again easily. The intruder was trying to drag him over to his desk, and Lin knew that right now the best thing for him to do would be to obey him. His brain flitted to what could happen when he got over there. A series of small cuts would make the most sense, or one big wound where the knife could be twisted and twisted inside. This person may even have magic that they hadn't shown before. He needed to steal his mind down to have to deal with a lot of the pain either way. Maybe he had gone a little soft, it had been an awful long time since he had really felt pain. But he couldn't think of that right now. He had to focus on staying strong until he could formulate a plan to get some kind of salvation. And then it happened. Lynn had never been the most coordinated of people. He would go as far to say that he was one of the worst, and that's when he was standing upright and walking normally. But in this position, twisted around and half bent over, well, in that case, the unthinkable was inevitable. Lynn tripped. And he tripped hard. He wasn't heavy by any sense of the word. He was too skinny and he didn't have any muscle to give him the denseness he would need to have any weight. But what he was, was awkward. And when he went down, he went down like a stack of bricks right on top of his attacker. He felt a sharp pain in his ribs, a dull pain, but one that was accompanied by a large grunt from his attacker, as the bulk of Lynn's weight fell right on their chest. The grunt was cut short as the intruder's head hit the ground with a sickening crunch, and then the room fell silent. Well, he never could have planned it to go that well. <laughs> 